everyone. Welcome to Discussions with Dave. Uh, this is what I'm going to call the first official episode. It's technically episode three, but this one is the first one where I actually do a good job with recording, and um, there's no fuck-ups with my internet. And this also introduces me and my philosophy the best. So of these first three episodes, consider this the first official episode, and those first two episodes are really just a prologue. Um, in this episode, I talk with my best friend, Larry. Uh, I've known this guy since I was 15, 16 years old. I'm 31 now. Um, so that gives you a good idea of how long I've known this dude. He's been my best friend this entire time. I love him to death. Uh, he's done a lot of great things for me, and he's always stood by my side. One of the things that really stands out to me about this guy is he does not bullshit me. He tells me what I need to hear without sugarcoating it. Um, which is that sort of sincere honesty is hard to find from people. And that's what I appreciate the most about him. Uh, so without further ado, here's me and my best friend, Larry discussing God and my little pointless eat crusade I'm on. So first of all, dude, I've known you for what is it? 16 years now. And I don't think we've ever once talked about God the entire time we've known each other. Tell me what you believe like spiritually and shit. Spiritually? I don't know. It's hard to put a nose on it. Um, I'm technically, I guess, if I declassify an agnostic. Yeah. Because I don't know either way. I mean, I lean more towards the atheist belief that there is no one God out there. If anything, if we were, there's, I mean, there's, I'm agnostic. I'm open to all kinds of different viewpoints on it. I'll listen to everything and take it. Right on. That uh, I figured we were probably somewhere pretty close. We're usually like-minded about most things. Um, so my belief, I'm also agnostic, but my belief is more that like the whole universe is God. Like you're a piece of God and I'm a piece of God. And this fucking fan on the desk next to me is a piece of God. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't wouldn't go so far as that. Not, not every little living thing to me is God. Right on, right on. Um, I mean, who like it just really goes down to what do we really know about anything? I think it's kind of arrogant for us to claim any type of divinity. I guess would be the word. Right on, I feel it. Um, well, my whole thing is: uh, Are you familiar with Buddhism at all? Yes, yes, I am. Alright, cool. So in Buddhism, they have this um, philosophy or this little doctrine they do every morning called we are this light or you are this light, um, where it says that within all of us, there's a pure um, selfless being um, and that there's a Buddha, so to speak, in all of us. Are you, you familiar with that piece of Buddhism? No, just the Buddhists I know don't practice Buddhism like that. Yeah. Well, I only bring it up because my last episode of the podcast was with like a true Zen Buddhist too. I think he actually teaches a course on it or something like that from what I can gather. He's also got a podcast of his own about it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, they have this thing called You Are This Light and it talks about um, there's a spiritual being deep or at our core we are pure selfless beings. You are born a selfless being um and we are all one. It's kind of complicated, but it that that kind of ties into my belief 
that we are all just pieces of God. Um, so would you at least say all people are pieces of God? Could Do you think, what do you well, think of that? a label on something called, or being, a uh, divine being, a.k.a. God. Right. So, I mean, like, like, what do you consider God? Are you, are you literally considering it to be this omnipotent man in the sky type of figure? Uh, I... Or are you, like, are you considering it like a collective intelligence? Or are you considering it whoever created us? Uh, are you familiar with Taoism? Yes. I consider it like the Tao. <laughs> like the Tao is my concept of God. Um, it's like it's like an energy that flows through everything and also is everything at the same time. For people who aren't uh, familiar with Taoism, that might be listening to the podcast, even though I'm pretty sure no one pays attention to anything I do. I got to stop spitting into my mic. That's bad. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to explain Taoism for people that are listeners of mine, that I, the imaginary listener, you know. Um, so in Taoism, they don't have a God, so to speak. They talk about this thing called the Tao. And the Tao is this energy that uh, both flows through everything and is everything at the same time. If you're familiar with Star Wars at all, George Lucas actually took his understanding of the Tao to make the Force. Uh, I've got a whole essay about it. There's a whole lot more that goes into it. But that yin-yang symbol that everyone spams everywhere and gets tatted on themselves without knowing what it means at all, that thing is actually a Taoist symbol. And it's not... A lot of people interpret it as good is evil and evil is good, and that's close to it. But more the message of yin-yang is that all things are one. And even though it appears that there's a duality, um, really the two pieces of the duality, good and evil, light and dark, um, all that is really just two sides of the same coin, and they're both halves of a whole. They aren't individual things of themselves. And those two halves come together to form the yin-yang, and then the yin-yang is a representation of the Tao. Um, so... That that would be my concept of God, since me and you were talking about it. I it's weird that we must have talked about it when we first met back at Cook's Forest, um, or something. Well, that was back when I was on like super study every literal, literally study every religion possible trip before I became an agnostic. Yeah, and I read like every religion's religious texts and Celestine prophecy and. Yeah, the shit. Celestine prophecy. I remember that. Did you know I still owe money to Akron U for that book? Really? <laughs> yeah, remember I how you made me check book. it out? That's wait, is it my copy of it that you have that I owe Akron you no, for? I, I, I give away copies of it and then I I buy them. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure my copy that I owe Akron you for ended up with you after I read it. Um, but yeah, that's a good book, The Celestine Prophecy. I'll put it in the description of the um, podcast for you listeners, so you know what we're talking about. It's um. Is decent. I wouldn't take it as like holy scripture or anything, but it's got some interesting thoughts in it. Stuff to think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Well, I guess n now since we're talking about Cook's Forest, um, would you mind talking about what happened with Josh and how that affected your spirituality at all? It didn't really affect my spirituality at all. I just people die. He died in a car accident. He was my best friend at the time. 
people die. It's uh, part of life. Yeah. If you think something, if something divine is controlling and governing life and death, then unfortunately, the law statistics and everything else are quite against you. Yeah. Well, the, what stood out to me about that story was him like airing all his dirty laundry and doing his fifth step with you. Like for people unfamiliar with the AA, they have this thing called the fifth step. Uh, it follows the fourth step. In the fourth step, you take a moral inventory of all your resentments and everything you've done wrong and all that. And then in the fifth step, you admit it to another person. So this kid basically just aired his entire soul to, to my buddy Larry here. And uh, the next day he died. That's that's an accurate retelling of the story, right? Yeah. But I mean, looking to that more than coincidences, I don't know, that would mean basically like logic would have to come into play and so, die everybody that has their fifth step dies the next day. Yeah, I guess statistically, eventually someone would do a fifth step and then die the next day. So I see what you're saying. And it could be false attribution um, to say that happening is connected to God in some way. Um, but to me, like little coincidences like that, uh, I'm aware of false attribution. I don't make that logical error and I try to avoid it um, because false attribution actually accounts for a lot of my psychosis. Um, but even accounting for s false attribution, um, I think there really is... All right, I'm agnostic, but I'm the opposite side of the coin of you, where I'm agnostic, but I tend towards theist. Um, obviously, the only logical answer you can come to is I don't know. Like, if you're following logic, that's all you can say. You agree with that statement, right? Of um, but unlike you, I tend to I tend towards thinking like a pantheist conception, like I told you, where I think all of us are pieces of God. Everything is a piece of God. I literally believe all existence is God. Um, I can't say whether or not it's intelligence, but I feel like I can see and feel an energy flowing through everything. That's why I brought up Taoism, because I feel like Taoism best describes if there is a God, Taoism describes the God that I think there is the best well then what's god do you believe god's just an entity uh it's i like a living breathing entity cosmic whatever you want to put on it you know in futurama where bender gets launched out the torpedo yeah. tube into space yeah you believe god's just a and a, a just an intelligence floating around um, that we can't actually perceive yeah, exactly. An intelligence, like, yeah, you saw, you know the episode I'm talking about. I know you watch a lot of Futurama. Yeah. Bender gets shot out the tube into space. Yeah. He sees God. First he is God, then he uh, meets God, blah, blah, blah. What that episode, the that concept of God in that episode is a great way of um, communicating it to you. But really, I believe everything is God, literally all existence everything in the universe anything that was created with the big bang so time gravity that's all everything's god but then what is god like that what makes up god what is god 
that is beyond me. I think ultimately, I think if there is a God, it's way beyond my pers- my capability of understanding. There's just no way I'll ever be able to wrap my mind around the being so powerful that it could be everything or it could create everything. That's just I'm too small and it's too big. It would be like an ant trying to understand me. You get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. But I mean, it's still like I get what you're saying, but it doesn't answer the question I'm at. Like, it just like your what you're saying. Your definition of God is basically a collective intelligence. Like yes, we're all in a way, yes, but that kind of oversimplifies it. Well, I mean, there's no way for you to explain the actual position. Like, you can't you tell me you can't understand what it is, and I, I get what you're saying. But so. I mean, just like when you say the word God, I say that it for like, sake. Like, a, like for simplicity's sake, but I'm saying, but when you say the word God, that you're quite, you're literally putting like a type of personality, entity, something. You know what I mean? Like a live, like not living, breathing, but something sentient, controlling everything. Yes, and I do believe it's sentient, and I do believe it's controlling everything. Like that and was that begs the question: is just what created that? Because everything has to have something has to create it, or somebody. Uh, again, uh, that's a question I'm not able to answer. I know. I'm just saying that's just the. I don't know. I, I can get behind the whole we're all connected, like we're a, like a group consciousness and we're just different subsections of that consciousness and we go back to the conscious with what we learned and it learns from our experiences so on so forth kind of like the matrix theory yeah that's probably the most accurate way to describe when i say i i tend towards believing in a god what you just said um is the closest i think you're ever going to be able to get to putting it into words um so yeah that's uh that's pretty solid um I'm about to go smoke a cigarette and do our little intermission. We're coming up on 15 minutes. Um, and anything you want to say about God before we go? No, I'm good. Right on, dude. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to do the intermission, guys. Uh, see you in a couple minutes. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that little talk me and Larry just had about God. This is the intermission. I think you heard me say it during the, our little chat just now that I like to play a little song and give you guys a little break to think about what just happened. Um, since I'm calling this my very first episode, first official episode anyhow, and because this episode's done such a great job of introducing me, today's song for intermission is going to be my favorite song ever. I don't usually have favorites because I think they lead to people becoming closed-minded because they only want to stick with their favorite But in this case, I make an exception because I am obsessed with this song and this band in general. They're called Streetlight Manifesto. They're a punk rock ska band. Um, Really high quality um, from a music composition standpoint. Um, And this is my favorite song by them. It's called Somewhere in the Between. Maybe the times we had, they weren't 
man, I just can't get enough of that. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. Again, Streetlight Manifesto, somewhere in the between. And now back to the show. Um, so we talked about spirituality. This is my best friend. I just want to um, get add some context to what we're about to talk about. So I basically have a pointless e-crusade going on right now where I write essays about spirituality, politics, mental health, and addiction destigmatization. And I make a lot of um, non-mainstream suggestions. And my buddy here doesn't think my suggestions are ever going to take off. Is that, um, is that a pretty fair summary of your argument, Larry? Yeah. Well, not like... Not to the degree you think they are. Like, you might affect some people, but you're not going to affect enough people that it's going to make a real true game-changing difference not, um, not the way you're going about it uh what do you mean by not the way i'm going about it well i mean i guess you have no choice but in general the way things are like a grassroots movement with the direction you want to take isn't gonna take off unless it gets some real high-powered money behind it yeah that's i get what you're saying that makes sense um a couple things I want to uh, clear up for you. First of all, you realize I, I'm not doing it because I want to affect anyone, right? I'm doing it because it's fun. I mean, it's fun for you. I mean, that's wonderful. Like, all those things are um, wonderful. And then also, like we were saying the last time we argued about this, um, you said it's cool. You're happy to see me finally fired up about something. Um, this I'm fired up about it. It's fun. I'm into it. It feels because I don't work right now and I have all this free time, it gives me something that fills the free time and I feel productive. Because when, when we play video games nonstop, all day, every day, you go to work and you have something to feel productive from, from that, but I have nothing and I'm just sitting here playing video games. You know how fucking horrible it is to do nothing but play video games 16 hours a day, right? Yeah, but with the way you're talking... It sounds like you think I'm, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Like I'm telling you not to do it, which I'm not. I'm just saying, the way we, when we were talking about last time, you were like talking like you were going to change the world with your page like that. But that's what's going to happen. You're going to affect you. We're going to start a chain reaction. I think it has the potential to start a chain reaction. I think, I don't think I'm going to get credit for it. I don't think I'm going to be like some some political hero where they count me as a messiah and um i might have sounded that way the other time i was kind of really geeked out when we recorded that other one that is i'm gonna delete those files so no one can ever get them because we made ourselves look like both of us look like complete jackasses um but yeah i don't i don't think i'm going to change i think i'm going to change some people and then those people are going to change people I don't think I'm ever going to take off and be like this wildfire. Like, I don't think I'm going to have, like, a Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump-style movement <coughs> behind me. Um, I Like, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. I think I'm always going to be kind of underground, kind of low-key. Um, I think the fans that I do have are going to be really great fans. I've already got a good 150, 200 people following me. <coughs> Yeah, but I don't think I'm ever going to be like this huge wildfire thing. I think you might have misinterpreted me, or I might have misstated it last time we were talking. Um, 
I kind of feel like I'm always going to be this underground sort of niche market because that's I don't really have a mainstream demographic that's going to come after me. You get what I'm saying? Like yes. only truly free thinkers are going to be able to connect with my message and understand it. Everyone else is going to disregard it for superficial reasons, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think I will at least get an underground following i i'm definitely pretty sure i'll be able to get my book published by the way did you see my my little book that i announced my novel yeah yeah like the rick and morty looking thing yeah i saw that what's your thoughts on that oh i mean i don't know if this is something you want out there i think uh more or less you are playing dangerous game no i think you can do it but what I don't think is that you have enough control of your ego to handle it. Like handle criticism or handle somebody talking a way you don't like about something that you care about. Like you don't have the skin thick enough. And that's actually a really interesting point you brought up because two years ago, a year ago, that might've been true. I don't think you realize this whole last year, um, since I realized I was a sociopath and got di well, I got diagnosed three years ago, but I started actually working on it with a counselor last year. Um, you're very right. Because of my narcissistic traits, I wouldn't have been able to handle criticism. Um, the way you've known me my whole life, uh, you're absolutely right. That's how I used to be. But be but I've become a whole lot better about that sort of stuff than you realize. Um, because I've been going to counseling, um, they've taught me different therapy techniques particularly there's this one they call it uh, cognitive behavioral therapy um, it, what I do is I constantly analyze all my thoughts and all my actions and the main component of cognitive behavioral therapy uh, the main component of cognitive behavioral therapy is something called uh, the ABC's every action has a belief or there's an activating event and you will have a belief about that activating event and then that belief is what will generate the consequences. So activating events, beliefs, consequences, ABC. And then what cognitive behavioral therapy teaches me to do is add a D onto that where I dispute the belief that's generating toxic behaviors. Um, and so before I had this belief that I was better than everyone and I, I was so far above everyone that um, I couldn't um, ever do any wrong. And that belief is what led me to flipping out whenever anyone criticized me because I'd get offended when someone wouldn't recognize that I was the greatest there ever was. Um, and I've learned to dispute that narcissistic belief. So I actually handle criticism a lot better than I used to. Um, but yeah, you're right. I definitely wouldn't have been able to, to handle the criticism uh, four, five, six, not even a year ago, really. Like um, Everything really changed after I was homeless last summer. Um, but yeah, I guess, um, I don't know what else we're going to talk about, man. Like, you want to introduce yourself? No, we can go, we can keep going with where you were because I'm not basing my, uh, my opinion on your past. I'm basing it in like the last three weeks. Like, you posted something on Facebook today, and you're going off on somebody that disagreed with you, like putting them on blast, or the guy that talked about your mattress in one of your first videos, or me after the last video. 
or you'll just randomly send stuff to me like the screenshots you did that shit doesn't like make me feel like you're right it makes me feel bad for you or laugh because it's fragile ego okay that's a good like point. after our last video you sent me like 62 text messages arguing with yourself over the course of like a week and a half or our last time we talked on mic uh i was sent you're right well dude I, like i said i was really deep down. <laughs> well i'm just saying like i'm saying this as not a criticism but as like a warning gotta be careful because the more you you want to go after like the more you put yourself out there the more you open yourself up to just internet trolls that if you can't sit back and just realize that their opinion literally doesn't matter at all then you're gonna drive yourself nuts all right so first of all you the post about the dude shitting on my mattress uh yeah i deleted that that made me look really bad you're right um the other post you referenced, the one where I put my buddy Dan on blast, he needed to be put on blast because he constantly puts people on blast and acts like he's super ultra superior. Um, and then when you try and dispute it, he calls you brainwashed. Really, Dan is brainwashed as fuck and is a super Trump drone. Um, and eventually, like, I've sat there and listened to his arguments respectfully over and over and over and over. And it's not that he disagreed with me that I put him on blast. It really is, like I said in the, the front of that post. I'm doing this out of concern. I posted that out of concern for him because he needs to realize that he's brainwashed and he's acting against the best interest of our country and working for um, our greatest foreign rival without even knowing it because he's ultra super American patriot. Um, and I figure he wants to know um, if he's working against America, you know. So I think you misinterpreted that post where I put dude on blast earlier, but I see how it could have been read that way. And then, yeah, the narcissistic traits do still come out sometimes. Like, I don't always catch them using CBT the way I should right away. Like, it's not like... The, the way mental health works, it's not like, okay, I realize I have a problem. Suddenly I take a pill and everything's all fine. Like, no, it takes, I'm going to be working on my narcissism till the day I die. I'm going to be working on my antisocial personality disorder till the day I die. Really, this whole e-crusade I'm on, um, it is symptomatic of my personality disorder. Because in addition to being antisocial and narcissistic, I have another personality disorder called histrionic personality disorder, which makes me an attention seeker. Um, and so, yeah, like this whole e-crusade I'm on, going for attention like that is actually symptomatic of my personality disorder. Um, but, yeah, I get, your, I get what you're saying about my narcissism and stuff and needing to be able to keep it in check. Um, you also got to understand a lot of stuff, uh, you process it really superficially, like on its surface and you make all these judgments about it and dismiss it out of hand without ever investigating it. Um, and it, it's usually really superficial reasons that don't matter. Um, and it's usually when you're making a judgment like that, your perception is based on a lot of beliefs in your own head. A lot of the way you see things says more about you than it does about other people. Like the way you interpreted that post towards Dan is where I put him on blast as being like narcissistic because my feelings were hurt because of him disagreeing with me. Um, that actually had nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, you said without further investigation, I mean, I'm going based on you. I know you. <laughs> I've known you for years. I've seen you do that over and over again. Mm. So using 
past experience as my benchmark for judging a post I see by you in, in the real time. Yeah, that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Isn't dismissing something out of hand. Um, but yeah, also another thing, dude, uh, I tried to bring this up in our last argument and you didn't take it really seriously. Maybe you'll, you'll take it more seriously now that we're both sober. Um, like we think we know each other really we don't know each other at all dude like the the version of you that is in my head is not the real you the version of you that's in your head is not the real you like it's it's kind of it's a philosophical point me and pat will probably bring it up in his podcast one of these days but um like the version of me that you have in your head it's it's really only a piece of me. I'm not saying it's not me at all, but it's not the entirety of me. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, yeah, basing your interpretations on past experience is obviously the only way you can go about interpreting anything. Um, but also at the same time, you got to keep it in mind that it's possible that what you know could be wrong, you know? Yeah, and I get that. I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I take things to the logical conclusion. And most of the time, I don't argue or don't say shit because it's not because of anything other than I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't need to be right. I don't need to. I don't care if you think I'm wrong. So. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do kind of take shit too seriously and take shit too personally and argue when it's pointless just so I can be right. That's a really bad habit of mine. Um, I took a personality test the other day. It said uh, my personality type is um, ENTP. I'm a debater. Um, So, yeah, I just my personality is I like to argue for the sake of arguing and be right for the sake of being right instead of doing it for legitimate reasons um that's a really fair observation about me uh i don't know dude i feel like we've kind of covered everything that's worth covering we're at about 30 minutes which once i tack on the intro and um do the intermission because i i play a song and stuff during the intermissions and i don't know if you've ever actually listened to the podcast but the way it's set up is i do an introduction um, then I do the first half that we recorded already, then I do an intermission, and then I think on this one I'm going to do an outro with afterthoughts on it too. Um, and I think I might start doing an outro on every one of them. Um, but yeah, dude, I think we're good for now. This should be a, a solid episode. Anything you want to say before we go? No, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, nah, dude, thanks for coming on and doing this with me and pretending I'm actually a professional podcaster. That was really nice to hear me, me like that, bud. Um, and for real, dude, you are my best friend, and I'd be fucking dead without you. I love you, man. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, I love Larry to death, like I said. Uh, lots of really good talks the way I'm going to be doing these outros is I'm going to listen to the talk and then uh, just the thoughts that pop into my head while I'm listening is what I'm going to give you guys here so the whole God thing that was phenomenal this whole episode does a great job of summing me up and my goals and what I'm doing and who I am as a person 
I do want to point out that listening to that second half when Larry was criticizing my narcissism, I was doing exactly the behavior that he said I'm going to have to be on guard for. I was getting really defensive and rationalizing my behaviors, and um, I'm pretty sure I do got to delete that. Fa- nah, I'm going to leave the pa- Facebook post up about Dan because my argument about Dan is pretty true. That dude deserves to be put on blast. But again, that's my narcissistic behavior. He's absolutely right. That was a very uh, poignant observation by him. Um, and I just wanted to make you guys aware of that, that that whole time I was defending my narcissistic behavior, that was actually my personality disorder coming out. You guys got to see it firsthand. I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I know I sure did. Have a nice day, night, whatever time of day it is. You have a good time doing it. Uh, I will see you next time. Uh, take it easy, my dudes. Everything's gonna be fine I guarantee that you're waking in a better place And in a better time